0: Yeah, bro. One of the things about doing this by yourself is that you're literally doing this by yourself.
1: Yeah, all the all like the technical aspect is just all on you. Yeah, that's
0: pretty much it, man. You know, and if something goes wrong, um, yeah, that's on me. There's there's literally no one else who to blame but me, and that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah. yeah, but that's also the fun of it is like learning these, learning like new shit. When something does go wrong, God oh, yeah. forbid it does. God forbid
0: it does. Oh yeah 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 no, but I, yeah. I definitely trust me, there's so many hiccups that has happened for all the podcast. You'll be surprised. Even the even some of the best interviews that I had in the podcast there was already hiccups even to begin with. It's just it didn't you didn't know about it until until behind the scenes you were aware of what the hell's going on. I mean, last week I had to record um this um this chick uh Lucid Luna um um from through okay, Zoom, yeah. Zoom, but OBS was acting up because of, uh. of the new update and whatnot. So OBS was acting up and I couldn't record her you know perfectly through there, so I had to record it for Zoom and it, and from Zoom is like the way we have it set up right now. So it was like uh like I moved this, like I worked so hard for this, and then later after that I found out what was the reason, and it was like fuck, I had to go run scripts, have to install plugins in order for shit to work again. And now it's like now it's working hundred percent. So it's like it's
1: like every it's like every time you update like a record box or an Ableton, it's just like you have to redo all that shit. It's just like pain. Oh uh, it means pain.
0: I, I hate it I lo- I love that I get to update you know all the latest shit from Ableton and whatnot but I hate that I have to like reinstall all the stuff and update all the other plugins yep. luckily for me I don't use that much plugins on Ableton I just stick with the, my usual my usual five and the ones that that easy to download and that's it so it's yeah. just it's just those updates but it's the hassle and then because you haven't logged into their accounts in a long time, you have to remember, oh shit, what was the password for this account? Oh shit, what was the what was the creative cloud? Oh, I had to go through create for their <laughs> creative cloud and whatnot and download it from their cloud. And oh, there's a new yep. update. Oh, I gotta put the serial number again. It, it's a pain in the fucking Yep, it fucking
1: sucks. Yeah. That's why like I that's why like I've forcefully don't ever update my record box because it's just like no nah, i like it how it is yeah. i've heard horrors i've heard horror stories i'm not willing to deal with that like we'll just we'll just keep it there
0: yeah yeah man um yeah i i recently my work gave me my uh, new macbook pro like they pimped it up all the way for me i was like holy shit thank you i didn't ask for that no they gave me the 14 pro with um but 32 gigabytes of RAM, processor A1, and one terabyte of hard drive. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Jesus, all right.
1: they really loaded you up.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be for IT work related, but I ended up using for literally everything else. It's like it. I don't,
1: I don't. I was gonna say Ableton's IT related
0: in some way. In some way, to shape or form, you know. There's some ways that I need to use Ableton for certain. Things that's it related or AV related in this case, but yeah, they picked me out, and I was like, "Dan, I didn't even ask for it." It's I, I I wouldn't say it's as powerful as my Razer. My Razer is definitely more powerful than this, but bec- this this this, this MacBook processor is running so much smoother than my Razer. Oh wow! Yeah, no, and I love PC. I love my Razer, man. I love it too. I mean, it's like, it's so far has gone with me like five years so far and it's still oh, kicking sh- it like it was new, you know, But deal different. I feel like the difference is just the processor and, the and the Ram. Cause the,
1: yeah, well, can't you, you, you can always just like up that up. Like I know people build their piece, like their PCs and everything. They I constantly just, come out with new processors and shit. I just don't
0: know if it's the same case with my razor laptop, you know, because I do, because I did pre build it. Like I, I went to their Razer website and I say, this is how I want my Razer to look like. I want my Razer to have all these specs. I don't know if they, they went with the whole Apple route in which they smolder all their hardware shit. I have to take a look at it, but I hope they don't because if not, I can just upgrade my processor and my RAM to a higher potential on my Razer and have to upgrade my battery. My battery is dead on that one. It's always yeah. have to be charged.
1: If it's if it's smoldered together though, you're kind of screwed on that.
0: Yeah. That's why like I'm I'm so looking forward to have my own built in PC. But it's like 2000 dollars away from me.
1: Yeah. Because I've been on this, I've been on the same boat of wanting to build my own PC, but I just have no space right now. Like I'm literally I'm literally in a different room because I'm moving a bunch like I'm moving a bunch of shit around trying to get ready for screwing off the Lost Lands for the weekend. Oh shit. So you're actually going to Lost Lens. They have me playing
0: one of the stages now. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't know. Wait, what? You're you're playing at one of Etsy's festivals? Is this your first time playing on Lost Lens?
1: Yeah, so the whole thing is is um it's not any it's not like inside the festival. Like it's not like any of the stages inside. Uh-huh. So what they did, um this year is they built a whole new stage, uh, in the campgrounds. Okay. And date like tomorrow and Thursday, like there's going to be like people like, you know, Uber, Wales, uh, and like a lot of the kind of smaller names playing there as like a pre party. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday during the day is a bunch of like smaller names than that. um, And I got hit up by a really good friend of mine who works on Excisions Team and was like, Yeah, you want to play at like 1 p.m. on Sunday? I literally went from because I was like just waking up and shit. So I went from my room. I threw my phone across like across my room or something like that and just screamed, Holy shit! (laughs) And just ran out the room. And. (laughs) It was to a point where um my mom was just like, Are you okay? Or like, is everything good? Yo. So like, yeah, that's a thing.
0: That's a fin to your resume. Lost Lands, guys, here we go.
1: Add that to the add, add that to the EPK.
0: Fuck yeah, let's go. That's for sub, bro. Making moves. I love that. <clears throat> Congratulations on the slub bro.
1: Thanks. Like, that was honestly, like, the one thing I wasn't expecting to ever happen, like, especially this year. And I'm like, all right, shit, it's happening.
0: Well, look at that, bro. Look at that. You're coming back home knowing, like, bro, I did Lost Lands.
1: What? Like, that's going to be definitely one of those, like, moments where it's just, like, going to hit and just, like, shit, I'm doing this.
0: Yo, dude. You're gonna have the the little tingling sensation down your balls. That's gonna be. Oh,
1: it's gonna be. It's gonna be from like head to toe. Like we'll say like ten minutes before I get on, I'm just gonna be like sitting, waiting to play. I'm just gonna be like fuck this, fuck shit, fuck. <laughs> it's just gonna be like absolute nervousness. Nah, but, but I, I always yeah. I always tell myself once the first transition hits. Everything from there is, everything from there is good.
0: Yeah. Game over. That's it. That's all you need, bro. That's all you need. It's that one, it's that one when you can't come to the realization of where you are and what you're doing, you're like, let's go. Like, this is it. And then you just go ham on it, bro. Ham. Yeah. And let everybody knows like, yo, I'm from, I'm from South Florida, bro. Like, this is how we do it. This is how we do it in Florida. Craziest people in all America.
1: And two, and luckily, I'm not the only like South Florida person on there with Jordan being on the lineup too, inside the fest. Jordan, J B. I've never heard of him. No, uh, Jandy, J A N D I.
0: I'm memory. I'm I'm drawing blinds right now, bro.
1: Anyway, he, um, believe it or not, lives like twenty, like ten, twenty minutes down the road for me. So like I could not, not even that. So I see him every now and then. Yo, and I remember, I remember him teasing something, and I instantly went to um to a Cava bar because I know he hangs out there a lot, and uh-huh. I was like, I was like, you're playing Law Signs, aren't you? And he was like, Yeah. Okay. So we have him representing hard too for for South Florida, and I know everyone's at least all of the South Florida people are going to be there. If they're not, then.
0: Damn, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Going on a Lost Lands and having two re- two South Floridians repping Lost Lands. That's what's up.
1: And the good thing is, is that you have um him representing like the heavy dubstep, the rhythm side of Lost- of like South Florida, and then you get me representing uh the drum and bass stuff now.
0: Mm. So you you actually fuck around more with the drum and bass than you do with dubstep
1: uh yeah it's got it's gotten to that evolution really like and like don't get me like don't get me wrong i still love uh dubstep but i feel especially in south florida there is the oversaturation of it but that's pretty much like almost anywhere in florida like there's too many dubstep djs to want to get booked on these things Mm. to where it's a much harder chance of Anyone actually really getting anything?
0: This is the first time me hearing this shit. Man. I don't know if I'm out of the loop or I, I was I was living under the rock, but it's oversaturated in South Florida. In a,
1: in a way, it's oversaturated because you have people going. You have a lot of rhythm DJs. You have a lot of dubstep yeah. DJs, like experimental bass DJs. That yeah. you don't you don't have a lot of
0: drama. Anything bass.
1: else? Drum and bass. You don't have a lot of um, hard. You don't have a lot of hard dance DJs. Like, yeah. in fact, I think there's only like three in South Florida that I know of. Myself, that's including myself because I can do that too. Yeah, no, like I, it's. I know that it's the one experimental. Of those
0: I know that I know the experimental is there. Like, there's a lot of people doing experimental.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of good events that go on too, like whether they're monthly or like. Bi weekly, like experimentals, experimentals alive in South Florida, which is good because
0: we need base. uh, We need some base in Florida, man. Because the fucking house is like taking over all around, man. It's it's
1: house, techno, tech house, all 120 to 128 stuff. Like that's all that there is. Yeah, no. The problem, the problem is though, is just there's really a lack of venue and a lack of people that go for local stuff it feels like
0: yeah that's i think that's always been that issue uh, that we don't have that consistency that a lot of house people do have you know especially like um most of the time bass music is usually catered to people between the ages of, of of 15 to 25 or something like it's hard to have yeah. Um catering people that are over 21. It's it's those rare people, you know. And and even so, you know, sometimes they don't even pull up or show up, you know.
1: Yeah, but you have like it's that's like just with heavy dubstep though. Like, you know, you get that aggression out there, and it's just like, but once you do get older, like you start discovering like, you know, house, drum and bass, techno. Some people start discovering the old school dubstep, like the we're talking like scream era, go, yeah, and Yo. and those like those kinds of dubstep shows, I'll still 100 full send it. Like you have um, artists like Turnian Sound right now, who's just dominating the game. Like they are, they are doing 140 right in the states.
0: Damn, yeah, I haven't heard 140. 140 is. Is dope. I, I feel like it's way too slow for me.
1: That's, I think, what happened over the years. It's just dubs, dubset became commercially faster. Mm. And, like, that's all we're kind of, that's all most people are kind of used to now.
0: Yeah. Cause, like, everybody is used to um, classify dubs as, like, the Squirrelitz fig. Like, oh, yeah, you listen to Squirrelitz. It was like, well, oh, sure. That's what I do, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's, um, but again, you you have to give props to him because it's because of him and many others, you know. Made we Dubs probably out. wouldn't
1: be having a lot of what we do have now. No,
0: exactly. The
1: ha- the house scene would
0: be still dominating. You know, it'll be trans and techno all around. Big room would still be a thing. You know, but it, it wasn't for people like him. Like, you know, I I feel like Dubs said. Continues to surprise me every year or every so era. Because if you look at back before it's be, before squirrel it was like what what we call it, what the deep dubset the dark dubstep. It was yeah, way, it was way more underground, you know.
1: Yeah, it was like you were talking like small, roo- like small rooms, like right. you know, not that many people there, and it's just like honestly, like that was a vibe in itself.
0: Yeah. And and now and look where to it has evolved to to what it is right now. You know, from the we have, th- start th- we have
1: two, three big dubstep festivals in the states now.
0: That's what I'm saying, man. What you got? Forbidden Kingdom, Lost Lands, and which one's the other one? Bass Rush? Base Rush, Base Canyon, Base Canyon. I, I thought Base Canyon was in uh in Canada for some reason. I don't know why.
1: It's in Washington. It's just close enough. It might as well be ah, it might as well be Canada. That made sense. Oh, okay, okay. That
0: makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, dude, free major base festivals, you know, like, like that's not even counting like all the smaller ones, too. Yeah, if you don't count like the smaller ones and the ones that do appear like in the all of the EDCs, you know, the EDCs has their own base stages, you know, every year. Yeah. And even um, like the other smaller, not smaller scale festivals, but the like the Sunset Music Festivals and whatnot.
1: The they, multi-genre festivals.
0: Yeah. I, I do not include Ultra and Tomorrowland in it because they really do not give a shit about bass people. And if they do, they'll give us this small little production versus the fucking big room people and house people like the fucking like you're inside the the ass of somebody you are like the fuck is this production dude like yeah like
1: you only have there's only so many artists that can break that barrier to bringing like dubstep to like ultra main stage but like it's still at a, it's still at a point where it's like still kind of like the niche genre. You know, it's weird in a way. It it is weird.
0: It is weird because it it, it is that it's only niche to the point that it, it's only catered to like what we said earlier to certain people at certain age. You know, and people like um who grew up with that with us, you know, um they outgrew it. They outgrew yeah. it because now because of what you said earlier. Um. They have like different tastes. They discovered drum and bass. They discovered techno. They discovered this and that. And now they're they cater to that stuff right now. You know, so when they hear dubstep, it's like, oh, yeah, it was a good time. So they're like, they don't go back again to to it. Only people like us, we were very stubborn. We're like, no, we love dubstep that much that we stick around. We want to see its evolution to it. But yeah, it's only like that catered to those certain people only
1: yeah and like you know it's good to evolve into like other music tastes like don't get me wrong it's like i don't i don't yeah, shit but, on dubstep no, it's no, like it's- i just don't listen to it but like it still always just continues to evolve or impress me like how much like people are doing like with all the new little tricks that they have I mean,
0: look how dope it is right now. That it's right now we're in the what the stages of future rhythm. Future, yeah, I would, say, I would say that. Yeah, like I cannot wait. What's the next genre or what's the next era of Dubster to be because it, it this era is right now it's future rhythm and tear out, which is fucking dope. And I love doing it, both of them actually. And, yeah. I'm I I I cannot wait what what comes afterwards because I I don't know why but every time I'm hearing dubs that I was like bro there's no way this could be elevated to another level and there they go it proves they proved me wrong bro like it all started yeah. from bro step it's like bro there could not be anything better than bro step boom there comes the rhythm shit all right there's nothing better than rhythm bro there's the metal step all right there's nothing better than metal step. Room Terra, Okay, there's nothing more than Terra. It's like chill set. Now we, now we add melodic drops into our dub set. Here's future bass. Like, what the fuck is going on in here? Hybrid trap. What? (gasps) Now we're adding 808s to these drops? What the fuck? It's like, oh yeah, welcome to color bass, which is future rhythm. Bro, like, Look
1: at yeah, the genres that just they just it's just split into so many different branches that the tree can't even keep up with it. But at this point, I just it's just all dubstep to me now, yeah. That's how it's I, like, that's how it's how like. I if I can't just dis- if I can't distinctly identify what it would fall into, then it's just dubstep like no ifs, ands, or buts around it,
0: yeah. Anything that's between 140 to 150, it's considered dubstep, you know, anything.
1: I would give it like five BPM up or down. So like maybe because there are some dubstep at like 135 and then some at like 155. But, you know, 140 to 150 is like the main. It's the
0: it's the main, you know, main range. range. Yeah, that's where, you know, a lot of people would just, you know, intervene from within those ranges It's like it's either you're slow or you're fast, you know, which is it, you know? And then you got yeah. the prosted that's like right there in the middle. It's like cute right there. It's like we're still here.
1: Well, just, yeah, any producer that's making 145 BPM is thriving because they can just go slower or faster and it works out perfect. Fucking Zomboy does that and he does
0: a great job at doing it. It's just I I love that he still does the 145. I just hate that some of his recent music is like, damn, bro, like you should I get that it's your sound, but you should catch up with the times, you know. You need to evolve yourself into to where, where you should be right now. And I love fucking Zumboy. Like I'm, yeah. I'm one of his biggest fans. And I met that guy a couple of times and I was just like over the moon. It's just, a, I, I don't know. I just kind of kind of disappointed of his last EP a little bit because some of the songs was like. And eh, like, like, you, it's like, yeah, like you did a good job here and then you just messed it up here. And I was like, I don't know what you were trying to do.
1: Yeah, like he. Some people get too comfortable in their sounds to want to like evolve further, which ultimately, like, they fall off at the end of the day. Like, you don't hear much of Zomboy anymore. That's the sad part. Yeah, no. When yeah. he was dominating back in like 2013. Bruh. Guy was a beast, you know? Yeah, but like, you bring. You put a zombie track out now, most of the new school kids would just be like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm-hmm. But a lot of the you're gonna get like a lot of the people like you know us and like the people who grew up in that era and just be like, "Holy shit, he's releasing music again!"
0: Yeah, yeah. I I yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's a. It, do you think it's actually a generation thing? You think like every so often that, that because some some of these certain artists they don't. Evolve from they stay, they still stale in this. In this I scene?
1: feel like that's usually what kind of happens is like some artists will grow to notoriety, and then if they don't really change much of their stuff or something happens, they just kind of fall off. It's happened a lot in especially like the smaller, like tear out communities. Like, mm. you have all these artists, um, like. Sadu, uh, Trollface, Mm. uh, like all those people who were well-known names back then, but they haven't done anything. Well, Sadu still does stuff, and he's making himself like kind of a comeback. But you're gonna—it's mostly from the people that grew up with them Mm. that are like, "Holy shit, he's on a lineup!"
0: Yeah. And unless they're they're in a festival, they will they wouldn't normally will go to a to a show that that's from one of these said artists, you know, because they were like, yeah, I don't want to be with a bunch of kids, you know, I'll be like one of the few adults there, I'll be look awkward, or, yeah, I'll go hard on him, but then again, it's like I'd rather spend my money on a festival where if he's in the lineup, that's dope. I can see him, and then I can see others.
1: Yeah. And that's the that's the beauty, but also downfall of festival. Like the sad part of festivals, it's like people will spend all their money on like you know seeing the artists there, mm-hmm. but then you get some people that will just like they'll come to like South Florida, for example, and they're just like, "Yeah, nah, I'll just try and catch him at another festival or something like that." Mm. And then he does; they don't show up for x amount of time.
0: Yeah, and then they'll be, and then they that x amount of time. Goes on and on, and then it gets to a point. It's like, oh shit, yeah, I remember when I was young enough, I I wanted to go. Now I'm like, nah, I got too many responsibilities. I got other shit. I, yeah, I, yeah, damn, bro.
1: Yeah, it definitely, it definitely has those generational shifts with artists that you grow up with, and then whatever age range it is. Mm. Cause back in the day, we had like Zomboy, we had your dubloads, we had. Fuck, who else is a big one? Like, all those kind of... Like, Trollface, all those kind of artists. That was, like, the 2012-2015 period when a lot of us were still kids. Yeah. Essentially. Like, I was, like, 18 to 20 around that time.
0: Oh, I was already in my 20s at that time.
1: Yeah. And then, not looking at it currently... Mm-hmm. You have um, people like Subtronics, you have people like LS Dream, you have like all these kinds of people. And the age demographic for a lot of those is a lot. Again, mostly like 18 to like 20 something, like mid 20s.
0: Where do you consider virtual riot in all that scale? I mean, all that scale.
1: I think he is one of those that's just like he just can the thing with virtual riot too is he continues to evolve his sound Mm. he doesn't stick to one so he does like he does a lot of obviously like the bro step rhythm stuff but he'll throw he can do like future bass he can do melodic dubstep he can do essentially like anything he wants. He's that yeah. good. So, an artist like that, I would consider almost like breaking the generational gap.
0: Because they will continue to evolve and so on and so on, you know, and they'll continue to be relevant,
1: you know. Especially when 90 per- 90% of smaller producers use all of his samples. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not wrong on that. Like, uh he's like oh he's, he's doing he's doing something so right funny. if people if other people are using his sounds.
0: Yeah, that is true. And the funny thing is, he has demonstrated people like guys, you guys literally from my sample butts, you can make s- songs, like you can make songs easily. Here, let me show you. And he just shows you, like, he just makes a song in less than 30 minutes using his samples. You're like, like, dude, what can you not do wrong?
1: Yeah, like. So artists like that who do more than just one specific subgenre right. break the generational gap. Cause I think he does also too, like I think he has like a future base ish side project. And then as well, like he does like stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. Like sound, like sound engineering behind the scenes. So he's kept busy.
0: Uh, keep it busy, man. Like he's definitely a god that walks among humans. Oh yeah. Now, would you would you say the same thing with the big dog, um, Excision?
1: Excision's been top dog for a while. I mean, like the, it's kind of hard to.
0: The guy's been out of the though. scene since since the deep. Dark dubstep days, you know. He's like, been
1: it. He's been in it since at least like 07. Yeah, like he's that's as far as I remember. Yeah, he's been in this long enough to know what he's doing, considering that he has two festivals in the states and one in Mexico. <laughs> so he he definitely is one of those that's just like you're not you're not gonna get rid of them that easily, but. I do remember a point where um, his name actually started to fall lower than what it was. Mm. And that was when um, Destroyed was a thing. Destroy was a thing. I remember. Because, because for a while all they were doing were um, Destroyed tours and like, you know, yeah. focusing on Focusing on the destroyed project while still having the names of the individual members underneath. But most kids, because you know, kids, they don't correlate two and two and they don't correlate, oh, excision is destroyed or downlink is destroyed. They don't KJ connect. Is they, didn't, they didn't connect the two together. So when destroyed was coming up, excision was coming down. Mm. And as soon as, Excision started focusing back on his solo project. It shifted back to where that name is known.
0: And and what do you think about his music? Like over the years, now now with Subsidia and his previous and now his recent ones. What do you think his evolution of music stands
1: for? It's. I mean, he still has the he still has uh, the same kind of style, like yeah, like the heavy. He kind of has the mentality that he had when he started, yeah. And even, and even his um, what is it? I think his, I don't know if it's SoundCloud bio or like, I think I remember reading in like uh, his like a copy of his EPK. Mm. But literally the, literally one of the first things it says was um, in medical like, and I quote this in medical terms: excision literally means removal by cutting. So he has yeah believe it or not uh i don't know where i found i don't know where i remember seeing that but i do remember seeing something like along that line and that kind of translates to what he puts out like a lot of his bases and like sounds are like that ripping sound a lot more prevalent in like the x-rated days for sure but he still has that um he still has that same mentality for him but it's just evolved to the modern sound. So he's definitely someone like people can love him or hate him. Mm. People can think he's ghost produced or not. He's doing business right though. Like he's doing something right. I would definitely want to get
0: into that with you on that because um, a lot of people don't really re- realize like the business aspect to some of these, you know, big time producers.
1: Yeah, like it's it's all a business, and at this point, Excision has grown from one person to a giant, like essentially corporation. Yeah, basically, like, like it's a like I think it's an L, at this point it's an LLC or a Class A uh, brand or something like that. Like it's a full on brand,
0: basically. Like it, it's 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 a brand of itself that sells itself. And, and you can splash it into whatever you want. You know, like 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 people don't really r- realize this much, but, you know, sometimes some of these big producers, if you think about it and you look at their time sets and whatnot, you you sometimes ask yourself, like, how the fuck does he have time to do all this stuff and still release music and still have visuals? Like, yeah, bro, that's because he has a fucking team. He yeah. outsourced
1: Especially his visuals too, like Pete, like, he does, he might do the visuals like on stage, like the transformation stuff, and I know he did used to do that a lot. Uh, um,
0: During the Paradox tour.
1: During the Paradox and the Executioner tour. Yeah. Like, he did a lot. He had a whole setup, and there's a picture somewhere that actually shows his Executioner setup. It's ridiculous. But, none of those visuals were all done by him. He outsourced the visuals, and said, hey, we want this song to have this, like, essentially, like, a visual to go with that song. Mm-hmm. Like, can you do something with it? And they're like, yeah, we can do that. So, all of his visuals are, they're all outsourced um, to the songs. And he has a library, so where he could just, like, play whatever kind of thing. And at this point, most, most of the songs sound the same to where it could, like, be, like, kind of repeat visuals uh and then with the i know the big debate was is excision ghost produced or not and honestly if he is i wouldn't it wouldn't be a surprise yeah i'm with how big he is with how big the name is now it wouldn't be a surprise yeah of course
0: like it only makes sense like guys like some of these people they do ghost produce some others may take it very offensively about it. It's like, oh, that means he doesn't have talent or, oh, he's, he he doesn't have, it, like, he doesn't have what it tastes. He's just stepped out. It was like, fi- it's fine for you to have those opinions, guys. But <laughs> at the end of the day... Doesn't mean they're always business. right. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's it's always right, you know? But it's at the end of the day, it's business. You know, like, you're, you're trying to create a business. You're trying to move a business, you know? And And believe it or not, like Ed's has helped and paved the way of a lot of artists that we now listen to them more wholeheartedly. Like, for example, perfect, a perfect one. Dion Timmer, like before Dion Timmer ever became Dion Timmer, nobody knew who the fuck he was. He was just some random local in Cali, you know? But no, he was he wasn't
1: even in Cali. Oh, even, no, but, look at that. No, trust me, trust me. I know Dion since he was fourteen, since he got like he started to get known. I've known him for so long. And what happened was um someone showed um he did a remix for uh AFK. Uh
2: huh.
1: And AFK was close with Jeff and mm. um and was like, Hey, like, listen to this remix, see if you like it, kind of thing, you know, whatever and x heard it and like was like holy shit like what else does he have like kind of thing and like through his whole backlog was like all right like let's get this let's get this kid going and he was also not even us he's not even a us uh he's, isn't he born like and raised. canadian right no he's uh, i believe dutch yo yeah so i remember when Like he was 14 and his name started to get out there, um, back in 2014. And yeah, he, at this point is just kind of like taking over the world. X took him under his wing. And he, I remember, um, excision getting, um, partial, like kind of like owner, like parental ownership, like as like a legal guardian while he was over in the States doing the tour. Hmm. So when he was sixteen and seventeen, X was essentially his dad
0: in the states in as the parental guardian
1: yeah as the legal as like the legal parental guardian in while he's in the states and all that stuff but when he was on like in Netherlands like you know he's there yeah like that's where he lives
0: yo so I didn't know about that sort I don't really know. Dion Teamer through Mantic, shout out to my brother, right, Ryan. You know him and yeah. and Robbie Infinite. Those those are homies, and 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 I know I know Dion from from those guys, and they tell me all these stuff from, uh, about Dion and and his work. You know, and I only know about like I know only the business aspect of Dion, which is what I was about to say. Is like if it, it's because of Eds found Dion. Dion took off. And because Ed's paved the way for him, it was basically a business section. Hey, you want to do this for a living? You want to do this and this and that? Don't, guys, don't quote me on, on my words. This is just hyperbole of what, of what, uh, for example, what they quote behind the scenes. This is not the actual words, but um, th- basically, it's you want to you want to be on top next to me and doing all this crazy shit. All right. So I need you to help me, you know, ghost produce my music and you're going to be on the collapse. You're going to be on some of your collabs and whatnot. And you'll be on top and you're going to be touring with me the whole time. That's basically what happened. Look, we're fucking Deon Timmer. It's, it's, it's all business. It's all business. It's all and, business. and and it's and hold his part of this bargain. He said, I promise you, I'm going to make you big." Look how big he is right now, yo.
1: Yeah, there is a lot of good and bad to the business thing, and what right. is good and bad is all subjective to the right. individual person. Like ghost production, like to me, ghost production. If you're on the scale that, like you know, X or Subtronic's, or like if you're on that level, Let me like. Qu- if it's that no, if you're a superstar it's at no level. surprise it's that no surprise that you would be ghost you would be ghost produced i mean look now doesn't mean that they were always ghost produced no because look where they came from and look at their sound back then versus now and it's like you yeah, can see you could see the changes yeah
0: it's very it's very like superstars like uh yeah, superstars like fucking squirrellets and diplo and all these guys that they have like multiple shows, all your lines, side projects, um, labels, they have to run labels and, and, and have publicists and whatnot. I haven't seen some of these guys have their own ghost production team, you know? Not yeah. everybody, and not everybody's gonna make their own music, you know? Sometimes they will outsource her to some ghost producers who are actually dope and they try to get their name out there in the scene and, these, and basically the... The exchange is, hey, make some music for me. I got you. I'm going to put you on the map. And when you look at these artists, you're like, holy shit, how the fuck did these guys got this big and whatnot? Most of them, actually, because they help these big artists and now they end up at their end of the bargain and like, look where they are right now. Now they're like touring and, and doing music for other stuff. <laughs> Back then, I was—I I, back then when I was younger, definitely I had like an issue with with ghost production. But as I got older, I was like, "It's business, bro. You get—you like,
1: just get more responsibilities as you're an adult." Yeah. yeah so it's like basically. sometimes you don't even have—sometimes you don't even have time to think. No, no. And
0: how could you? How could you when you're literally touring every weekend, and you're and you have a l- high level production every weekend, and you have to make up with visuals oh oh, no i have to also run a label and all that shit like how could you have time to make music when you have 20 million other problems in 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 your face you know obviously you have to get some help you know
1: yeah and i know like some obviously some people are different than others like i know we keep bringing excision up but he's like the perfect example because i've literally known him for so long um believe it or not um Since he does still live in Canada, Mm. there is actually, um, a law, believe it or not, that you have to, if you are a Canadian citizen, Mm -hmm. you have to at least live in the country for half the year. You have to be in the country of Canada for half the year.
0: Damn. For six months. Interesting.
1: It, It doesn't have to be all at once. It's just like a cumulative six months. Oh. Okay. If, if I remember if I remember correctly, which is why you really only see him play these like big festivals and stuff like that. Like you don't see him constantly touring the states every season.
0: That kind of explains why most of his major festivals are up there in the north.
1: Well, you have like, you know, Base Canyon, you have Lost Lands. Those were just good festival grounds. Like he just saw the opportunity for a festival ground and was like, All right, let's do it. Yeah, but to it, the point, to the point where Lost Land's it's site right now, those dinosaurs that are there stay yeah. up year round. They stay up year round. They leave those dinosaurs shit over there when um when it becomes like those like extremely giant dinosaurs. Yeah, they leave them there. That's so hilarious. Like even even for other music festivals, like. You'll see like the gathering of the juggalos and then in the background is just a dinosaur. <laughs> it's the funniest. Oh, it's the funniest shit. shit. Yo, well,
0: that, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So any festival come by and be like, holy shit, there's a dinosaur here? I didn't know this was part of the <laughs> production. That's fire.
1: Yeah, like, between all the stuff that they have at um, Legend Valley, Lost Lands brings in the most money. Mm. If I had, I'm pretty sure it brings in like the most money for the venue. Where- where's this place again, Lost Land?
0: Where- where's it located?
1: It's 30 minutes outside of Columbus. Um, it's in a place called Thornville, Ohio. Oh, it's in Ohio. And- yeah, it's in Ohio. I know the only time anyone ever goes to
0: Ohio. Seriously, I was gonna say that because it's like, oh, now it makes sense why they 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 want to keep lost lands in 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 the state because Ohio. What do you do in Ohio other than watch um, college football? I don't know what else.
1: It's college football, drinking, and probably fentanyl. Jesus Christ, that's yeah. That's it's great. they have they have a huge problem there over uh, the years. <laughs> It's
0: not fun. They, they, they're trying to compete Florida, man, but they can't, man. Florida. Nothing. Can,
1: we have our we have our own designated Florida, man. No one can beat Florida. No. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> can beat
0: Florida. Yo, have you done the meme that they, that's been circling around? Like they say, like, type in Florida, man, and put and put in your birthday.
1: Oh God. I have to see what mine is again. Oh like, my god. I do remember. I do remember doing that. Um, Let's... Now, I have my phone out here, so let's see. Florida man. May 21st. Uh, Let's see. Florida man climbs atop playground equipment at Clearwater Park. Tells kids where babies come from. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my Florida man story. Yo,
0: you cannot make this shit up. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mine says... Florida man arrested for having sex with a miniature horse.
1: That doesn't surprise me at all. Only in Florida.
0: Only in Florida. I have like a bunch of them. Another one was the uh, Florida man arrested for attacking daughter with pizza after she said that she wanted to be alone.
1: (laughs) You can't make this shit up, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It just makes you wonder what other absurd Florida stories are there that only happen in Florida. Oh my God, bro! Have you like? Heard? I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure talk shows make a game out of it too.
0: Do you know who actually does that? Um, what's his name? Charlemagne the God from The Breakfast Club. Does That's he really? He he has a segue called Donkey of the Day, who gives you know donkey for it who to people who deserve to be a fucking idiot, you know. He makes fun of those people. He elaborates why they're donkeys. And every week, at least once every week, he always has something to say about Florida. He goes like, Florida, why you do this? Why you do this? Like, I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for this. Florida news just happens to look at me and I just report it. And he goes like honestly the craziest yeah, like, people come from Bronx and all of Florida. And there's like literally stories of Florida. Every week when I hear Doctor of the other Day says I I am literally on a gambling saying, like, all right, this week, no Florida stories. No Florida stories. There's this one Florida story. It's like, dude, how? Who's like doing this?
1: I at this point, it's just like like it's just an anomaly. We're basically Australia, but just in the states, <laughs> where everything essentially just tries to kill you, whether it's a human or an animal.
0: Most of the time, it's humans. But yeah,
1: yeah, I do remember uh, the whole bath salt zombie incident. Oh my well.
0: god, I've heard of that. I was in I was at my hometown. I was in, my, PR I was when in that Miami. Happened. Yeah, the whole bath salt that people just like literally become zombies and they they're drilling and just skyrockets <laughs> and the, you see the cops shooting at them, and they still keep coming back.
1: Honestly, that was like when I first heard about that, I thought it was the funniest fucking shit. <laughs> I was like the zombie apocalypse is happening, guys. <laughs> Get your weapons.
0: Uh, hide your kids, hide your wives, man. The zombie shit is happening in Florida. Like nothing, not at this point. It's like, well, okay, you know. It's like it's Florida, you know. What what else could you expect, man? But shit, it's like,
1: Florida, Florida just has some dumb shit. Whether it's good dumb shit or bad dumb shit, or is this funny like, shit? I personally have seen like some good, like funny dumb shit that only happens in Florida. Like there was um, there was a video like years ago when one of the hurricanes was like bustling through. Yeah. And, you know, someone's taking a video and then they're playing, um, in the background, um, Raining Blood by Slayer. And they pan the camera to this guy, long haired, shirtless, holding an American flag. That, yo,
0: that was in Florida? That was in Florida. On a hurricane?
1: During a hurricane. And you, just, yo. and you just see him out there like loud and proud like <laughs> come get me and just like headbanging into like raining blood what
0: the fuck bro I never knew that video was from Florida
1: yeah that that's uh I consider him the ultimate Florida man yo <laughs> it was like it's Definitely, like,
0: top 10 Florida moment, for sure. Hey, great state of Florida, man. It's like, it's like you don't want to be associated with it, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to leave, leave here. It's too entertaining.
1: <laughs> Honestly, like, I feel like Florida is a trap. Like, you come here, <laughs> you come here, you expect it to be good, and then you realize... You realize that yeah, it's good, but there's also a bunch of dumb shit that happens here. And that's exactly and the, what ce- happens. And the seal that the seal that keeps you in Florida is Publix.
0: <laughs> the Publix subs, though. Those Publix subs are fire, bro. You can't.
1: Uh, working for Publix, you get you get old of them pretty fast. Really? Like when you work like I've worked for Publix for like I think we're going on eight years now. Whoa! Like you get you get old of public subs after a while. Like I barely eat them unless I'm feeling like I really want a chicken tender sub. Yo! But they do. Like I'm not knocking the deli. Like the their deli is top tier. Their bakery is top tier. But when you eat when you eat public subs like a lot on Mm. your lunch breaks and like nothing else, it gets old.
0: I, I can see that happening, absolutely. Like, um and in and, and any workplace, if you got certain food at first, it's like, holy shit, fuck yeah, I, I can't wait to eat this, you know, every day. But then every day becomes every month, every every year, you know, and you're like And
1: it's just like, no.
0: it's like, is there anything else, you know, that can eat? You know, yeah. You know?
1: So it's like I started going to um like every time on break, I start going to like different places that like are just like whatever's nearby in like the mm. plaza. Usually, if I work five a.m., like because I'll get up work a five a.m. shift to like two, one or two p.m. So on my on my lunch breaks, almost nearby without fail is a bagel place. A bagel can place. never go wrong. Can never go wrong with the bagel. Einstein bagels and shit. Uh. You, it's either like Einstein's, uh, Brooklyn Water Bagels, like the little mom and pop shop. Like, doesn't matter. There's a bagel place everywhere.
0: Damn, that's fire. Yeah. But I can see that happening. You know, it does. It does happen over time. You know, I, I work at UM. So I, I work there and the cafeteria at the beginning. I was like, I was in heaven because I love Panda, man. And I I used to I used to eat panda almost every day, man, and it got to a point that I got tired of it, you know. And I was yeah, and and because I love panda a lot, it's like fuck, I need to stop eating panda for a bit or just give it some break, so that way I can I don't have to lose my appetite of panda ever again. So I decided to like every day there's like five different you know stuff in there. So you got pollo, you got Biggie's Bakery, you got, you know, the panda, you got um some chicken place. and then once in a while they got um uh, they got sushi maki, they got Subway, Ooh. they got um Farmer's Market on certain days and and I started to rotate. Every day it is like a different thing, so that way I don't have to get tired of it.
1: The best thing to do is just to keep a uh like a die or something like in your backpack or something, like a D twenty or something, and just roll it and just be like, What am I gonna eat today? And it just rolls.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you get you get a you roll get the a dice. nat one. You dice. get a nat one. If you get a nat one, you're eating sh- you're eating like shit from the garbage. If you get a nat twenty, you're eating like a like a <laughs> churrascaria <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs>
0: roll the dice see what comes out come on i need a let- 17 i need a 17 yes i got 18 let's go but let fate decide let fate decide that's hilarious or or do what i do right now which is um i cook yeah
1: cooking is honestly the best thing to do yeah save
0: save a lot of money
1: you save nothing a lot of beats money. There's some good
0: restaurants and some good food, but nothing beats a home cooked meal. Oh no, man! Oh no, home cooked meal. If it's either me or my fiance, she'll she'll make the and she's vegan, which is funny because she'll make the the gnarliest um stir, steak stir fry. I don't know how she does it, man. I don't know, she, like it's unbelievable. But she kills it, man. And then I that inspires me. It's just like, fuck, I need to cook every day because I don't need to spend you know, you know what it is that I used to spend almost twenty dollars a day on just eating outside of my home? Yeah. I I turned that shit into a calculator and that shit ended up like fucking eight hundred dollars, six hundred dollars a month.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like Especially, it's like it, like especially, like someone is like, if you don't like, they don't know how to cook, like that's gonna eat up a lot of your money. Yeah, it saves on the grocery aspect because you don't have to eat, like you don't have to make stuff. But at the same time, it's like no, you're not really saving money at all. No, because like you know, you can have something that's like you know five ten dollars, or then something that's you go out to dinner one night and it's like twenty dollars twenty five dollars a person. Exactly. Like shit, it's expensive. Lately,
0: everything's becoming more expensive. Fuck, even the fucking gas is expensive as fuck, man. From from do for I remember when the pandemic happened, I remember it was like a dollar fifty a gallon. Then it got, I know, like then it settled to two dollar-ish era. I was like, all right, cool, you know. The free dollars started to kick in. And I was like, Err. I'm like,
1: make it stop.
0: Make it stop. And then, and then this year then, alone became four fucking to five fucking dollars.
1: And I'm like, e, that's it. I am becoming a hermit.
0: <laughs> I'm taking the, I'm taking the train. I'm taking the I train. I am walking
1: everywhere. I am walking everywhere. And that's the sad thing is because I can't walk everywhere with the <laughs> lifestyle I have because you need a car for shit.
0: Send me my situation. I live up in Broward, and I need to get to Coral Gables just to get to work. It's
1: like yeah, it's crazy. It's insane.
0: It's it it's it's say how fucking gas prices like skyrocket to the roof, and, and all of that is like shit. All right, I cannot go out anymore. I need to cut. Ga- I need to cut. So I need to make some cutting losses. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I like I used to go to like um. <laughs> The local, because they have um every week they have like a dubstep thing go goes on in Fort Lauderdale, and I used to go like every other week or so. I have barely have gone to if I'm not playing one now, I'm most likely not going.
0: See, that's in my situation. I like, unless I'm there, you know, because I have to do some business, then I'm not really there, you know. And yeah, and, and I remember me and my fiance. We used to go out every fucking weekend, bro. Every Friday is date night for us. Every Friday, pre pre pandemic and post pandemic, we try to we try to do it, but obviously certain places get limited because of the you know either wearing the mask or limit capacity. You know, so obviously yeah. it limits us, and we like ah we could just stay over and just pick up food and, and go yeah. But we used to go out every fucking weekend and now it's like oh shit yeah i i i need, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need i need this money for <laughs> for gas i need this money for to pay the bills man pay the rent like oh
1: fuck yeah like after this like after this Los Angeles trip i'm just going to hermit like work gym no one's really going to s- see much of me <laughs> That's pretty that's and it's like much. and it's like you have it's a good thing that you have like we have these things
0: that kind of like you know that once in a while one but that's you see, that's a good thing, you know. Once in a while it's not it's not a bad thing to go ahead and spend a lot of money and and enjoy yourself, enjoy life with it, you know. There's nothing wrong about yeah. that. Once in a while is good. Now, if you make yeah. a habit about it every every day or every week, you know, then that's a different story, you know. That's when you started to see a lot more of your, you know, cash flow going like.
1: Yeah. Like most like it is just always good to have like a few X amount of thousands of dollars on standby if you need it for something. Mm-hmm. But most people like they'll be like, oh, I have this amount of money in my bank account. I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, how, how do you have that little yeah, that's because and like most they don't people, like, most, people they just spend. most people aren't saving, and most people aren't investing in the future of themselves. It's like, it's like with Publix, it's like I have a, I had a four hundred one k going, and I have um, the stock program. So just by those two alone, I'm already doing well off, like in the future, more than most people. Like in my, I think in my stock, I have like, I want to say over $20,000 in there. Mm-hmm. That's just sitting there. Like that's going to be like, if I want, like, if I want like a house or something. Or right. Like, like down payment for I a need, house. If like, I, a down payment for a house or a new car or new something car. like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that's what that money is for. Like the 401k, I just don't even touch. I haven't even looked at what it's at right
0: now, but I just don't touch it. Yeah, I, I have like a re- similar thing in, in my job place, like a retirement plan, like where I could just like they they throw some of my money in there and it accumulates interest and let it ride, you know, let it ride. Yeah, you yeah, know. like and and you like, know, and it's not, and it, and it's funny that you say that because I've started to notice a lot more. on on the scene that people really do not know how to save up their money or don't know how to administer their, their, their finance. Like they, they just go on a (coughs) hell bent on spending shit, a materialistic shit, you know?
1: Yeah. It's like, and it's good to have like, you know, like the occasional materialistic stuff, but like, don't, it's like, if it's a habit of like, that's all you're doing. Like, say like start reevaluating like sit down think about if it's really necessary and just like take like take some money and invest in yourself but in the long term
0: I agree cuz
1: like that's what a lot of that's what a lot of companies are it's like they have the benefits there but if you're not willing to do it long term you're not ever going to see them yeah exactly like right now with um like through publics it's like for long-term and like this is me eight years down the line um like i i have like two weeks paid off every year Mm -hmm. and then uh you can get right now currently uh two weeks of holiday bonus but um what you can also do with that is if you don't want two full weeks you can use up to five like up to a week of that time and just use it as vacation, mm. which that's currently what I'm doing right now. It's like, it's like, as we speak, like I'm on vacation time.
0: Also oh, using your floating days, your floating hours.
1: Yeah. I'm using, I'm using the floating week. Um, to just kind of have some time to myself. Mm. Um, and it helped out too, because I opened up little Texas, like on Saturday. So I worked then, <laughs> Fuck, went up to fire. Orlando, went up to Orlando to do the little Texas show, and then I'm off until the Monday after Lost Lands, and then Tuesday I go back.
0: Fire, dude! I
1: actually... And I still have, and I still have that ex, that second week that I'm just going to get paid for when the time comes.
0: Right. I definitely want to talk to you more about that because it's very interesting. You know the journey that you're actually taking. You know that you you you're loyal to your to Publix. You know you're working. You've worked there for many many years, and at the same time, you're still kicking it in the basing. Now, let me ask you: Like, what is your your you know your le- long term goals within the music scene? Like, do you see yourself like I'm gonna be in Publix for a bit, quit, and then proceed with my music, or I see myself like nah I like Publix I like working there I like the benefits I'm st- still still right with them but I'm still do this
1: like wh- It's definitely a- it's definitely the latter like I do want to move up corporate with Publix because they do have like a lot of more they do have a lot more benefits mm-hmm. like as you go on right But what most people what most people at Publix tend to do which I've learned not to do is They focus all their time on Publix so much Mm -hmm. that they forget to do other things on their like days off or something like that. Mm -hmm. So while I'm still working, yeah. While I'm working full time at Publix, like I'm working 40 hours, but like as soon as I become manager, it's gonna be like 45 or 47 and a half hours. Like once it gets to that point, like it's gonna cut back a little bit on the music, but not too much. It's just gonna be a matter of like trying to figure out what days I can take off, what mm-hmm. I can do with it, and to be able to man- manage both of them at the same time. I'm doing it pretty well now, considering that I have yeah, like um, multiple shows. Uh, the little uh, Tex- the little Texas show. Um, fucking Lo- Lost, Lost Lands this Lands, week now. Exactly, um, Lost Lands. Uh, next month there is a show that I may be playing. Uh, this will be here by next month. So, probably. Yeah, like, like this year, next this next month uh, in October, there's a show um, that I'm considered for. I don't know if I'm 100% guaranteed, but if Mm -hmm. everything leads, if what everyone's been saying is true, then like, guaranteed, like I'm on that show in November. uh, My birthday. Believe it or not, playing at an arcade. That's fucking fire. Where? up in melbourne um it's this arcade that i go to like every so often oh uh what they're doing is um mm-hmm. they have um what what's known as the arcade olympics so mm-hmm. they have it's just essentially, like three days of like competitions for like video games arcade games and they're just gonna have like you know different music like music live performers and stuff like that
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i just like like as soon as they said that we, they were looking for like musical acts, I was like, "You guys want a DJ?" Like just on their Instagram post, and they're like, "Send us a DM right now, and we'll talk." And I'm like, "All right, cool." God so man. I'm on. So I'm on that in November, and then probably after that, it's just whatever. It's just gonna be whatever because that's when it's um big time season, like not going to be able to take much off with thanksgiving and christmas right right like november december are like the two months uh out of the year where people just don't see me yeah i usually i usually take that time to just like focus on stuff at the house save up money focus on publics because i know i'm going to be exhausted as hell after that yeah and on top of that Still maintaining the social aspect of life, which, um, you know, going to the gym, uh, hanging out with friends every now and then. So it's definitely a balancing act, but we're working. We're getting there.
0: And no, bro, bro I, I admire it, man. And just so you know, you're not the only one doing this, bro. I'm in yeah. the same boat as well. You know, Um, <clears throat> I work. I, I, like I said, I work at UM. And the beauty about working there is that it gives me the liberty to do so much. Even even during my business, uh, my working hours, I do so much. Whether it's just music or editing videos. Now I I focus more on um the podcast because a podcast became my calling call. You know, back then, yeah. I was, uh, back then I was trying to figure out what I really want with my life bass, music, and DJ was just the only thing that was in my path. And then uh, the pandemic happened and then I was like, all right, what can I do that makes me happy? And then, boom, podcast happened and, and never looked back. This is yeah. like my... This is going to be, you know, like Magna, my magnus opus, you know?
1: Yeah, and like, that's the thing with the pandemic that also um, it awakened everyone. Yeah, to figure out to figure out what they want to
0: do. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people were freaking out and and getting bored for themselves because they have nothing else to do in their fucking homes. But people like us that we've already had certain hobbies. Like for example, like I I like to play video games from time to time. I like to play the the main campaigns, like the Final Fantasies and the Kingdom Hearts and the God of War and shit like that. I, I, I never got bored easily. I like to play Yu-Gi-Oh! competitively. I started, pl- yeah. you know, I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I, Pokemons. Oh, like the podcast, you know, happened. You know, there were so many things that I was like so happy that I was able to do within the pandemic during these quarantine times. You know, that was like, ah, this wasn't such a bad thing. I felt like more of a vacation. Yeah. and even, But a lot of people, like you said... They didn't have any of that stuff. They didn't have any of the hobbies. And then when people really figured that out, either A, they started making hobbies. Like for example, a lot of the artists that I've interviewed here, they started making music when the pandemic happened. That's when the, and look where they are. They're pretty far away in their path, which is like Yeah, wow. they
1: they came like there was a lot of quarantine artists that came up and props yeah. to all and Props
0: props then and then you got the other half in which they didn't know what to do but have filed for divorce with their with their spouses get out of that fucking house move to somewhere else and, and going fucking nuts hey uh, I, I've i already heard too many Florida man stories during the pandemic where they say like um, uh, man shot his girlfriend because he couldn't handle her anymore in the in the home for two weeks
1: yeah I was like what Yeah, no, like, the pandemic definitely, um, it was one of those things where it's, like, you could see who people really were and what they were actually doing. Yeah. And then you had the essential workers like me who just literally went day in, day out, like, nothing changed. Bro, kudos to you, man. (laughs) Yeah, no, when the, when it all happened at fucking, God, it was chaos at Publix, but... I bet. I'm still there. If I can... If I could survive something like that, at this point, I could survive anything. So, how many Karens have you
0: ever encountered in Publix? Because I know in Florida, that's where it all started. Oh, fucking again. Florida. There we go. Florida, where the whole Karen pandemic happened, was like, I'm, I'm not wearing a mask. I have a medical condition.
1: I cannot many, wear a mask. To answer, to answer your question of how many Karens have I dealt with, I'm simply just going to say, yes. <laughs> I- it's the only answer you need. Because, goddamn, the shit that people say, like, the it's just, it's absurd.
0: Like, it's bro, it gets to a point, it's like, what are we fighting for? Like, why are you fighting? Like, just do it. Gets to a, it gets
1: to a point, it gets to a point where whenever Karen's like, someone wants to act like that, I just start laughing in their face. I'm just like, Look I don't get paid enough to deal with like corporate problems like and but I do so in like a way that's like not gonna get me fired
0: right right
1: like I remember um someone someone was looking for like some sort of um like some brand of saran wrap and okay. we took like we took it off of public says so it was a corporate thing like they just wanted to take it off
2: hmm
1: and they said, uh, I specifically remember saying them saying um, that, oh, it's a well-known brand. It wouldn't just go under like that. Without hesitation, my response was, yeah, and the Titanic was a well-known ship. Look what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> ship changed and There was like one or two people that were around me that just had to turn around and hide their yeah. laughter.
2: Hey yo! <laughs> hey yo! Yeah, it was.
1: Uh, luckily, I didn't get written up for that, but <laughs> it was one of those moments. It was one of those moments where I was just like, "I really fucking said that, didn't
0: I?" Yo! Oh my god! Woo. What's going on, everyone? If you guys made it all the way to the end of the episode and you feel kind of left out, like, why didn't the episode finish? Like. Don't worry, guys. It's okay. The episode was way too big for me to put it in just one episode that I had to divide the episode because there was so many good content and so many good topics and discussions that it cannot be discussed under one episode, but had to divide it so we can always have brand new episodes with brand new topics every Friday. Always remember that. So be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and of course, the YouTube channel, LoneWolfPod.com That's right. LoneWolfPod.com Where you can check all my latest episodes And always remember to comment down below Let me hear your thoughts Share your experiences If you guys got a certain topic that you want me to cover For the next episode Please let me know on the comments down below And I'll do my best to do so So thank you guys for tuning in And we'll see you guys at the next one Do Deuces